This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Blue Wire. It's exciting to win money. Back out to Allen. History title. Is there anything you don't gamble on? Uh, not really. Gambling gods, fickle bunch. Oh yeah, so easily offended. Gambling's not your problem. You're just an idiot. Welcome to the Full Slate Week 8 Pick'em Pod. I'm your co-host, Cody Darwick. Joined by my brother, out in Chicago, Tyler Darwick. Tyler, we uh, got media credentials this past weekend. We did. It feels like we uh, finally made it to the big time. Do you think we were too big time for the Sunday Scariest Pod this past week? Um, You know, like I put out on Twitter, some people, not me, were saying we didn't do it <laughs> because you lost two locks of the week in a row and you were just trying to avoid the noise, but... It wasn't that wasn't the reason we we're both traveling back from D.C. and the timing didn't work out. So we uh, couldn't put out a Sunday Scaries pod. Yeah, that's it's not true. The rumors you're spreading. Um, I'm a man of my word. I'd I'd be here on Sunday Scaries, like you said, traveling conflicted there. But yeah, two locks of the week losses in a row. And it, it will wear on you, Tyler. Looking at this week eight spread, I'm second guessing myself, but I have something I think I like. Um, but I think this is the first time we started last year that you've had a better lock of the week record than I have. Oh, that's probably right, but feels good to be five and two. I had the Rams minus three over the Falcons this past weekend. Uh, the game was never in doubt. Every- Everything I had predicted on our pick'em pod came true. The Falcons are dead. Dan Quinn's defense continues to roll over. Devontae Freeman got ejected for trying to fight Aaron Donald. Matt Ryan left with an injury. Falcons are falling apart, so felt nice to take advantage of a weak team. Yeah, did you feel guilty at all? Um, I wouldn't say so. They're professionals. They're paid a lot of money, but you know, it was nice to not have to worry about it. Yeah, it was swept free for you. On the other hand, I had the Giants Cardinals over 49. And when I gave out the pick, one of the things I spoke about supposed to be 63 and sunny at MetLife. That certainly did not turn out to be the case. It was raining as well there. Uh, so that one got off to a hot start, um, but ended up losing by a point. Total was 48. Aldrich Rosas missed a field goal. Danny Dimes did not have his A game. Uh, David Johnson had one carry for two yards, ended up not mattering. Um, but uh, yeah, Saquon was back in the mix. He looked solid. But you know what? I'm I'm now four and three on my locks of the week, and we'll we'll look to be better this upcoming week. But I think Tyler, we were both what three and two last week on our uh, on the five picks we gave out. Yep. Yeah. So I'm now eighteen, sixteen, and one, and I think you're what one game better than me. Uh two. Two. Twenty. Twenty. Am I twenty fourteen and one? Yeah, that adds up. So two games ahead of you there. One game ahead of you on the lock of the week. I don't want to get too ahead of myself. A lot of time left, so can't get too big of a head. Yeah, I was hoping you would, but yeah, it's probably probably wise of you, um, Tyler. But real quick, I saw John Ewing from the Action, ne- Action Network tweeted this out. I'm curious if you'll be able to guess this fourth team here. So through seven games, there are four teams that are 5-2 and two against the spread, three of which are the Saints, Vikings, Patriots, I think. Those reasonably would be uh, pretty easy to guess. Tyler, you have any idea who this fourth team is that's five and two against the spread so far? Um, bit of a dark horse. We did. I didn't give you a heads up about this one. You okay? Can Can you say the three other teams again? Saints, Vikings, Pats. 
and then a fourth team. Um, oh, I think I saw this earlier. Fuck. Is it the Colts? It is not the Colts. I'll give you two more chances here, Tyler. Five and two. It's not the 49ers. They've played only six games. Um, Good math. Smart. <laughs> deductive reasoning. A team yeah. that has not had a bye yet. Yes. Um, so it's not the Colts. I saw this earlier. Fudge. Um, is it Arizona? It is Arizona. Well done, Tyler. Oh, wow. That was a shot in the dark, but sh- just shows my great bra- brain power. Yeah, sure. Uh, disappointing you got that. You get that little brag in now. But here we are, week eight. Um, and at the tail end of the podcast, Tyler, we were joined by Dave Mason from Bet Online for an awesome interview. He basically uh, works in marketing for them and was able to give us some insight into some of the trends they're seeing, uh, where the action is coming in on the NFL, World Series, a uh, little bit of NBA talk. And Tyler, what now? a very fun interview. Made us laugh quite a bit. Yeah, it was great having Dave on. Really funny guy and interesting to learn his perspective on things working for sports books so i think the listeners will enjoy it yeah definitely insightful and different than uh the normal content we put out here but let's get to the normal content content we put out on the pick'em pod and tyler since this slate is so bad and we had we have Dave on uh, for about 20 minutes at the tail end we're only previewing three games this week and even that um you could say a couple of these are a stretch. It's not not the best week of uh, the NFL slate we've seen so far. But regardless, we're here to give out some winners and or try to. Uh, so we got the Bills hosting the Philadelphia Eagles at minus two. Eagles have gone absolutely destroyed their last couple games. They've been outscored 75 to 30. Uh, they played Dallas on Sunday night, got embarrassed on national TV. They also got crushed by the Vikings the week before. On the other hand, the Bills are... The most quiet 5-1 and one I think you'll ever find in the NFL. They beat the Dolphins last week, but it was a bit closer than I think people would have liked. The spread in that one was, I believe, 16.5, and 17, um, and they won by 10. Tyler, we've adopted the Bills as our second favorite team. Spread's only minus two at home. Still seems a little disrespectful to this Bills team that just continues to take care of business. Yeah, like you said, they didn't play great last week versus the Dolphins, but I think that was more so they're looking ahead to this game versus the Eagles where they'll play up to the competition in this game. I think last week they are going through the motions, uh, I believe, yeah, coming off a bye. So they played a little sluggish. Fitzpatrick had some good moments. So they didn't play great, but I'm not getting too stressed out about it. And on the Eagles side, something you mentioned last week, this team just keeps talking. They talked a lot leading up to that Cowboys game, and they got absolutely embarrassed. And then after the game, there's a lot of talking. Lane Johnson calling people out. There's rumors floating around about Carson Wentz in the locker room. Apparently, Alshon Jeffries behind that, and other guys are talking. A lot of noise coming from this Eagles team, and it feels like they're at a crossroads in this game where they're going into Buffalo where the crowd's going to be super into it. This is a huge game for them. They could either put all this shit away and win probably their best game of the season, or they just let it overtake them and they collapse. Um, where, Where are you leaning in this one? I'm leaning the Bills. I think they continue to circle the wagons. Only minus two, I think, is good value. The fact is, this Eagles team came into regular season with a lot of hype. A lot of people liked Wentz as a possible MVP candidate on paper. In Madden, they have a lot of talent uh, all across the field, but they have not been able to put it together. And a couple trends here that I like, um, and even stats, right? So, the Bills have allowed the second fewest yards to the tight end this year. Obviously, Zach Ertz, focal point of this Eagles offense. If they can contain him, I think that goes quite a ways. Um, and the Bills have had success at home. They've won nine of their last ten home games as a favorite. Um, granted, I have a feeling that's over quite a number of years here, but I think that 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 home crowd is, is a real advantage in the NFL where we've seen a lot of um, – road teams having success this year but I, I like the bills in this spot and the eagles have been dreadful in early afternoon games i think we gave out this stat a couple weeks ago but they're 110 and one their last 12 early afternoon games this is a one o'clock game and 
I agree with what you said. It's a bit of a crossroads. This Eagles team is either going to put up or they're going to move to three and five. And it's getting to the point in the season where we're about half, we're going to be halfway through after this week. Um, so this is a show me game for the Eagles up to this point. They haven't given me any, their defense has been lackluster offensively besides the Packers game. I don't think they've really showed me much. Um, and I'm buying this bill's defense They're the Bills are the only team that have really been able to give the Pats a game this year. Yeah, the Bills' defense is legit, and the Eagles just continuously get off to bad starts. So in their games this year, they trailed the Redskins by 17 in the first quarter, Falcons by 11 in the second, Lions by 10 in the second, Packers by 10 in the second, Vikings by 21 in the second, Cowboys last week by 14 in the first quarter. So you get the idea. They get off the really slow starts, and they try to play themselves back into the game. And outside the Packers game, I mean, that was, that was an impressive win in Green Bay, but Outside of that, they beat the Redskins, who are one of the worst teams in the NFL. The Lions aren't great. They lost to the Falcons, who look like one of the worst teams in the league. Um, so the Eagles, like you said, got a lot of hype coming into the year, and I'm starting not to buy it. It's just there's so much noise. So I do like the Bills um, as well, minus two at home. I think the crowd's going to be really into it. And the Eagles' pass defense is terrible, 27th in the NFL, 25th in points allowed. This defense continues to get torched. I think the Bills at this point are just a better coach team. They're more, they, like, they know what they are. The Eagles seem to still be carrying you know, the Super Bowl from a couple years ago, and they continue to maybe rely on that they just have all this talent when they really don't. So I like, I like the Bills minus two. There's just way too much noise going on around the Eagles right now. Yeah, and I think minus two, you still get value. Bottom line is home team. If the teams are considered even, they'll be three-point favorite at home. This is still too much love for the Eagles in my mind. Bills, yes, have had a favorable schedule to start, but they've taken care of business. So, all right, we're on the same page there, minus two. Uh, The next game we want to talk about, Carolina Panthers heading west to take on our San Francisco 49ers. Niners, five-and-a-half-point home favorites in this one, over-under. 41 and a half. Now, Panthers are coming off their bye. They were in London uh, a couple weeks ago. Kyle Allen named the starter again in this one. He's undefeated as a starter. He's 4-0. He's thrown nine touchdowns, no interceptions. They continue to say Cam Newton, like, he's he's not coming back. I don't know if Cam Newton has this job, especially if Kyle Allen looks good uh, this upcoming Sunday against the Niners and their defense. And Tyler, we were at this Niners game on Sunday. Um, I'll give you props. You got tickets underneath the the second deck, which is big for us in absolute teeming rain. Uh, Friday night lights, mud ball. It it was that game. Um, 49ers won nine nothing. They didn't cover, but they're undefeated. They're six and zero. Tyler, how are we going to give objective analysis on this game? Um, I actually, I think I'm going to give a very objective analysis. The, four, the Panthers are 7-1 and one against the spread their last A versus the 49ers. 9-1 and one against the spread their last 10 in San Francisco. Who knew the Panthers were so good against the 49ers? Um, since 2012 in Pacific time zone games, the Panthers are 5-1-1 one one against the spread, 5-2 and two straight up. So I actually do like the Panthers when we're talking about the spread in this game. Um, the 49ers offense last couple weeks hasn't looked great. Last week, it's hard to take a lot away from it, especially watching the highlights. We were there. But like you said, we were undercover, so... I didn't realize how bad it was raining. And then watching the highlights, the field was absolutely trashed. So it's hard to take a lot away from it. But I think the pa- this is more so on the Panthers. I think the Panthers are a very good team. Kyle Allen's been playing a lot better than Cam Newton did at the beginning of the year. He should continue to be the starter. Even if Cam is healthy enough to come back, Kyle Allen has his team rolling. And I think the Panthers' defense is very good. They lead the NFL in sacks. So I think the Panthers are going to be able to keep it close. In the end, I think the 49ers win. But I think five and a half, the Panthers are just a very good team. Yeah, they are. And I feel like they're they're under the radar a bit right now. Some of those stats you threw out about the Panthers' head-to-head success against 49ers, I feel like you have to discount just because, like, how often did these teams really play each other, right? And, like, given the recent success of the Panthers versus the 49ers, relatively speaking. I I think you have to discount some of that, but um, this Panthers, their game plan is going to travel well. 
you know, they're going to give McCaffrey a heavy dosage of the ball. He's, I mean, he's a top five MVP guy at this point in the season. Um, 49ers have been able to keep teams under wraps and their defense has been unreal. They've only given up 10 points their last three games. They haven't allowed more than 20 points in a game this season. Um, I think this is probably their biggest test to date. I think last week, the game in Washington, an early start time, absolute downpour um, against a team in Washington. Yes, coming off their first victory, but like absolutely everyone, everyone kind of knew the 49ers. That was their game to lose. They got out of there with a win. Um, I think they got through the trap game. I think they come out and they cover this game. I think it's. Their first like big home game. I know. I know they they beat the Rams in LA, but in terms of in terms of like a, a another show me game, I think the Rams was one. The Browns was a little bit just because I think we were a little more optimistic about them after they uh, walloped the Ravens the week before. Um, but I think again the 49ers continue to not get the love that teams like the Patriots, the Saints, the Packers do. Um, I think they come ready to play in this one, and I, and I like them at five and a half. Um, I agree with a lot of what you said, but I think the 49ers, I think Jimmy G gets right this week. They traded today for Emmanuel Sanders. Um, it seems like he's going to play, um, and I think he's another missing cog that they needed, a proven wide receiver, veteran out there with Kittle, Kevin Coleman and Breida in the backfield. I, I just I like the 49ers in this one. Yeah, I like the Sanders pickup. It's a veteran receiver. The receiving core now is very young. Outside of Marquise Goodwin, they're relying on Dante Pettis, who's a second-year guy, Debo Samuel, rookie. They have a couple guys banged up, so bringing in Sanders should open up the offense a little bit. Who knows how much he'll be able to do uh, on a short week, first week with the team. But like I said, I like this Panthers team to cover. Again, I think the 49ers will end up winning, but... I agree with what you said um, last week. Tough to take a lot away from the 49ers offensive side of the ball, but it's weird because you look at the stats. Garoppolo has been sacked like the third or fourth least amount of times in the NFL. So you'd think that the offensive line is playing well, but uh, bringing out some next gen stats, uh, Jimmy G has had the fourth least amount of time to throw uh, per pass attempt in the NFL this year. So, so it's kind of a weird stat. You see, he doesn't get sacked a lot, but he also doesn't have a lot of time to throw. And I, I have noticed that um, they are missing Joe Staley and Mike McGlinchey. So it would make sense that the offensive line might not be playing great. And those guys are supposed to come back soon. But like I said, the Panthers lead the NFL in sacks. So I do think Garoppolo will be under a little bit of pressure, but Again, I like the 49ers to win, not to cover. I see this being a 24-20 game. I'm just trying not to be too much of a fanboy. I know people have attacked us for that. So, um, again, 49ers win, but they don't cover. Yeah, I'm fully expecting that Lions fan to come at me for this take, but I'm, I'm riding the Niners minus 5.5 at home in this one. And the third game we're going to cover here, Sunday Night Football, which it's it sucks that Mahomes. This is disappointing. Yeah, it sucks Mahomes got hurt because especially after the Packers win this past week, Rodgers throws for six touchdowns. It would have been so fun to have them going into Arrowhead. And it still is, uh, but not quite as fun. It's fun enough that it makes uh, the cut to be a top three game for us this week, which uh, tells you all you need to know about this slate. Um, So Packers visiting the Chiefs. This game originally, I believe, was going to be Chiefs minus three pre-injury. Uh, but obviously everything flipped. Packers were plus three to open, but now that line is expanded. Or sorry, Packers were minus three to open. Now they are four and a half point road favorites. Over-unders 48 in this one. Tyler, the Packers are six and one uh, straight up, five and two against the spread. And now they get to face Matt Moore uh, back up for the Kansas City Chiefs. Do you think Rodgers just keeps on rolling here? Yeah, four and a half seems like a lot in, on the road in Arrowhead, but how how can you go against Rodgers? Way he played last week, and Matt Moore, um, he's a veteran. I think that's like a backhanded compliment because it's really the only thing you could say about him. He's not that great. He he was a high school football coach last year, and now he's being thrusted in to uh, be the starting quarterback <laughs> for the Chiefs. So I I have a hard time believing in Matt Moore. Uh, no disrespect to him, but I just really like the way this. 
Packers team has been playing. They're 10 and 3 against the spread their last 13 October road games. And, you know, the offense to start the year was a little sluggish for the Packers. And last week it exploded Rodgers. First game in his career with a perfect passer rating, which is pretty surprising, without Devontae Adams. Now they come to this game versus a pretty weak Chiefs defense. I know they played well versus Denver, but I think that's more saying more about Denver's incompetence than the Chiefs defense taking a step forward. It is hard to imagine the Chiefs losing three in a row at home under Andy Reid, but I think it's going to happen. Um, I just like the way this Packers team is playing and Mahomes going out. It's it's an obvious thing to say, but it's a huge loss. Yeah, that's that's uh, the coldest take you'll get on these airwaves, but it is. It's, it's a fact. <laughs> it's it's correct. Um, Matt Moore, Tyler, career record uh, against the spread as a starter. What would you guess? So he's made thirty starts in his NFL career. Hmm. What do you? I'll say against the spread. Well, mm-hmm. I feel like it's going to be positive the way you said it. So I'll say seventeen and thirteen. 20 and 10 against the spread as a starter in his NFL career. Now, granted, uh, many of those starts were years ago. So take that with a grain of salt. I'm with you, Tyler. The The bottom line is this Chiefs defense, they played well versus the corpse of Joe Flacco last Thursday night. But they get a totally different animal this week. And the biggest thing is, I just think Aaron Jones is going to be able to run all over this team. And Jamal Williams kind of become a little bit of a two-headed monster there. Chiefs have allowed 147 rushing yards a game over their last three. This defense gets gashed. I think the number of opportunities Matt Moore will have to settle in uh, will be fewer and far between. I think the Packers may be able to play keep away a little bit here, uh, kill kill some of that home field advantage that the Chiefs have at Arrowhead. And this the the thing, honestly, that makes me nervous about this is the fact that it's still only four and a half like that still feels too low uh in this one given the chiefs horrendous defense and the fact that matt moore is playing um i do think andy reed is able to work magic with quarterbacks generally uh never forget his magical run with kevin cobb as quarterback the year they won i think nine games when he was in philly nine or eleven games i but on on a short I mean, I guess he got a couple extra days to prep Matt Moore. All that said, I'm on the Packers, minus four and a half. It's a public play. Our guy Dave is going to talk about that a little bit in the interview. But um, you know what? Sometimes you just got to be in the uh, public party. Yeah. The thing that makes me nervous, one, they do have the extra days to prepare with Matt Moore. Andy Reid has proven over the years that He's been able to win with mostly any quarterback, and they have they still have so many weapons on this offense that maybe they'll be able to put together a good game plan and attack the Packers' defense. And also, the Packers have had a really good start to the year. They're six and one, but like, I feel like this will be the biggest test of Matt Lafleur. Is he a good coach? Going into Arrowhead on a Sunday night is not easy, regardless of who's playing QB for the Chiefs. It's going to be a tough spot for them. The Chiefs' crowd's going to be really into it trying to you know get behind the defense to give them energy encourage the offense without Mahomes like I feel like it's going to be an awesome atmosphere trying to make up for the loss of Mahomes so I'm interested to see how Matt LaFleur reacts as a play caller and head coach in that atmosphere having said that I'm still riding the Packers but it's something to take a note of how LaFleur reacts in that environment mm-hmm. definitely on Sunday night football Packers have not had success of late one seven and one against the spread their last nine uh, games at night. Obviously they didn't cover recently uh, in their two this year uh, versus the lions and uh, what was it? The Eagles on Thursday night football a few weeks back. So we'll see if they can write the ship there. We're on the Packers minus four and a half on the road. Tyler lock of the week segment here before we get to our interview. I, I'm in need of a victory. I'll say it. I need one. Um, I'll let you get started first here, though. Thank you. So my lock of the week, I was going to do Seattle versus the Falcons, but that line was taken down. Yeah, they don't not, know even, if, not even listed. They don't know if Matt Ryan's going to start or Matt Schaub. That, that would, I hope Matt Schaub starts that game. That'll be incredible to watch. But having said that, moving on to my 
backup option, but I still really like this team. I'm going back to last week. I like the Rams uh, minus 13 versus the Bengals in London. Um, at first, I didn't know. I thought it was taking place in L.A., but it's in London. Um, some trends, why I like it. Under McVay, they're 6-2-1 they're against the spread versus AFC teams, and the Rams are 6-1 and one against the spread as a double-digit favorite in their last seven versus under 500 teams under McVay, they're 16 and three straight up, and they're winning those games by an average of 15 points per game. Also, the Bengals are terrible. They have the third worst turnover margin in the <laughs> NFL. They have the second most turnovers. They're the worst rushing defense in the NFL. And Todd Gurley, he had the touchdown catch last week, but he didn't run the ball great. This is a get-right game for him. And also, the Bengals. Top two cornerbacks are probably going to be out. So Goff will continue to grow confidence. Gurley will be able to run all over them. So I like the Rams minus 13 in London. Tyler, I, I agree exactly with everything you said. And so does the public. 87%, according to our guy Dave Mason, on the Rams minus 13. Does that make you sweat at all? It, it does not because... If I'm looking at the public, you said 87%. But Correct. if we're looking at the money, um, I'm trying to get it up. My computer's working slowly. 100%. 96% is on of the money is on the RAM. So Jesus. Everyone's backing this. So maybe that is reason <laughs> yeah. to be nervous. Yeah, exactly. But the Bengals are terrible. Like I said, they can't stop their own. Their secondary is banged up. Andy Dalton threw three picks last week. I think his time as starter might be coming to an end soon. They drafted a guy in the fourth round last year. They might, might as well give him some reps. I think we've seen enough of Andy Dalton. And he's been sacked the fourth most times in the NFL. And I'll throw n- another next-gen stat at you. <laughs> he, I said Jimmy G's had the fourth least amount of time to throw. Dalton's yeah. had the second... So he's going to be under pressure. Aaron Donald, Dante Fowler, they're going to be getting after him. I'm predicting Jalen Ramsey will get a pick in this game. Um, So I think the Rams just overall are the much better team. And the Rams, you know, they can't afford to lose games. The way the NFC is shaping up, there's a lot of teams that are going to be in playoff contention. You have to get your wins while you can. So the Rams aren't going to take this game lightly. And last week was their first good game they've really put together all the way through. So I think they're going to continue that momentum into the bye week and kind of stomp on the uh, Bengals in this one. Yeah, I'm I'm in agreement. I'm in that 87%. I'm with you for all the reasons you mentioned. Um, I feel like weird things happen in London, so that's the only thing I'd be wary of. But 13, uh, I feel like if the Rams were playing like like themselves all season, this line's closer to 16 and a half, 17. So you probably get a little bit of value there. Um, okay, Tyler, my lock of the week. I lost last week on an over over under. I'm going back to the drawing board though, and I'm and I'm sniping at another total. Um, I'm with you. I wanted I wanted so badly for uh, a book to list the Seattle line, but it's not up yet. Whenever it does get listed, whatever the number is, assuming Matt Schaub is playing, uh, we're, we're pounding that, but that'll be kind of an unofficial lock of the week and should be quite entertaining. But we're going off the lines here at Bet Online AG. So the total I'm going with um, <laughs> is something that I, I think is a little bit of a zag, Tyler, and everyone's zigging. I'm taking the over in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers Tennessee Titans game now I feel comfortable betting on this because I'm not fading the Titans or betting on them this is a number Um, they are playing in this game but again maybe I'm on tilt right now but that's what I'm going with Tyler a couple trends for you here so Tampa Bay is coming in off a bye they got crushed by the Panthers a week ago uh, two weeks ago in London but they've they've done a great job of covering overs on the road. They've hit 15 of their last 20 road games have ended over with an average combined score of 58 greater than 45 and a half. Um, now this Titans offense last week they gave the keys over to Ryan Tannehill. Um, listeners will remember him from being the guy that was consistently going to take the next step in Miami. Never ended up happening. But you know what? Maybe it's happening in Tennessee. 
Last week, he threw 312 yards, two touchdowns, and he led the Titans to a victory. Granted, a very weird one over the Chargers, but they scored 23 points in that one. Marcus Mariota, for comparison, had led this Titans offense to 38 points, their prior four games combined. Uh, so anemic beforehand. Tannehill's given them a bit of life at home. And... The other reason I like this, so I think Tampa Bay's offense is a bit of a juggernaut. Everyone knows their guys in terms of fantasy football, Mike Evans, uh, Godwin. They have all these uh, basically options on the outside. Now, this Tampa Bay defense has been horrendous. They've been allowing 31 points a game, and their offense on the road has been averaging 33 points a game. Um, so their offense is able to travel. I know the Titans' defense is decent, but I like the over in this one, 45 and a half. I just think we're going to get a heavy dosage of big plays in this one, and I'm, I'm taking the over 45 and a half here. I'm truly stunned. That is your pick. Um, I could really tell that the two losses in a row are getting to your head because that is probably the most random lock of the week we've ever had. Um, a total in a Bucks Titans game. The Titans, a team we both despise, and we 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 like Jameis. He's hilarious. Um, it's too bad Mariota's not playing in this game. Would have been Mariota Jameis uh, one and two in that draft, but I have no. I don't. I had not even looked at this game as a possibility. So I don't have a ton to add. You know, the Bucks, the Bucks offense has been great. Godwin's been awesome um, this year. So I would expect them to put up some points, but I don't know. Tennessee at home just feels like a team that is always in weird, low scoring games. A game last week versus chargers was strange the way it ended. Um, I don't know. <laughs> this is one you just put in and, you don't even want to watch it. You just cross your fingers and hope, hope it hits. You really couldn't find anything other than this? There were other things I liked, um, but everything else just screamed trap game to me. Now, this kind of gets to the point where, like I said, you lose two in a row and you start staring at these lines for too long, being like, hmm, I don't think that's, I don't think that's what I want. For instance, this line screams trap game to me, Colts minus six at home versus Denver. Now, my brain so badly wanted to take this Colts team, but I was like, eh, it's just way. Like, Vegas knows something here. Uh, that line should be higher than a touchdown. There's no world where it shouldn't be after the Colts' impressive win versus the Texans and what we saw from the Broncos on Thursday night. Um, but this slate this slate is absolute garbage. Um, so I am going I'm going with the over 45 and a half. Um I feel weird about it. I do, but I like the angle. I think Tampa Bay is putting up 30 plus, and I think the Titans are going to have to keep up. <laughs> I think if you poll, or I mean, we could probably see it. Somewhere. Yeah, we're going to see on Twitter poll. You are going to no, but route me on Twitter. I, I didn't mean that. I meant if you could see the amount of money bet on each side of every game in the total on the game Sunday. I would say outside of probably like the Jets. Uh, Jaguars game the total in this game was probably the least amount of money on like I don't think anyone is looking at it so <laughs> maybe maybe you've hit a gold mine but I agree with you this the slate this week is terrible these three games we picked you know are the best three it, it, it's a really big bummer that Mahomes isn't playing because that would have been a great game to see but this is the type of weekends that you know if you're dating someone, you're married to someone, and you've been neglecting them because of the NFL season, college football, you say, hey, honey, why don't we uh, go pumpkin, go to pumpkin patch or go apple picking this weekend? This is the weekend to save your relationship. There are a few uh, decent games, but other than that, I think you're okay missing it. I don't think anyone outside of you is going to be watching that Bucks titans game. So I think this is the weekend you could really uh, salvage your relationship. Correct. Um I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. It is good to be in under, under uh, what is the word I'm going for here? Underexploited areas of the market. You know, people are flooding into this Rams line, this Colts line. We spoke to Dave about it. So we'll see if my, if my strategy works here. But that wraps up our full slate. Um, the pick them portion of the podcast we'll now kick it over uh to our interview with dave mason from bet online after a quick word from a couple of our sponsors there are countless ways to keep up on what's happening in the world of sports 
But how are you supposed to read every great article? How are you supposed to watch every awesome highlight without losing time in your busy day? Scrolling through every app and visiting every website on a daily basis is impossible. Now coming to the stage, Axios Sports. Axios Sports is a modern sports page delivered directly to your email inbox. Each morning, you'll see the best stories from around the sports world, from the NBA and NFL, to niche sports like cricket and ping pong. Love ping pong. The email newsletter highlights the most important stats and trends, giving you the ability to stay informed. It's super simple to sign up. Sports.axios.com. Axios Sports is clean, crisp, and gives you everything you need to know. Read it in five minutes in the elevator or discover a deep dive article while you're on the train to work. Not only will you be caught up, You'll be the cool person sharing an amazing link with your friends and coworkers. Join the 100,000 sports fans who get caught up on the day before it even begins. And best of all, there's no paywall, no subscription fee, nothing. This is free curated sports content delivered directly to you. Do yourself a time and favor. Sign up for the Axios Sports Newsletter for free at sports.axios.com. Seriously, I subscribe to it, and it makes me feel more informed without spending time clicking through websites, apps, and social media platforms. Again, try it for free, 99, at sports.axios.com. Every guy looks better and feels more confident when he puts on a suit. There's one problem. Guys keep buying generic off-the-rack suits. That's why Blue Wire is pumped to partner with Indochino for an amazing deal on a new suit. Indochino is the world's leading made-to-measure menswear company. They make suits and shirts to your exact measurements for an unparalleled fit and comfort. Looking to get married? They have tons of options for those looking to outfit their wedding party. It's so easy to get started. Visit a stylist at one of Indochino's 40 showrooms in North America and have them take your measurements personally or measure at home yourself and shop online at Indochino.com. This week, Full Slate listeners get any premium Indochino suit for just $369 at Indochino.com when entering Blue Wire at checkout. Plus, shipping is free. That's Indochino.com, promo code BLUEWIRE for any premium suit for just $369, and that includes free shipping. This is an incredible deal for a premium made-to-measure suit. Once you go custom, you don't go back. Okay, and Tyler and I are very excited to welcome to Full Slate Dave Mason from Bet Online. Dave, welcome to the program. We appreciate uh, having you here tonight. Hey, thanks for having me. Looking forward to it. Let's do it. Awesome. Dave, could you uh, give us a little bit about uh, what you do for Bet Online and even just the website generally? Sure. Uh, BetOnline.ag. I've been here for, oh my God, going on a decade now. Uh, I work more on the marketing side of things, but I, I you know, I, I uh, for the sports book, you know, we have a casino, we have poker, and of course a sports book, race book. But I, I work more on the sports side of things, promoting the uh, sports book, all the odds. Um, I work closely with the guys on the stage. What's the stage? That's the guys that are moving the odds, creating the odds, etc. I do have a little bit uh, in the hand of making some of the odds. A lot of PR stuff. I have a lot of. I do a lot of PR. That's why I'm on your show, I guess. Um, you know, a lot of the PR props come from me, uh, some of the odds, et cetera. So I wear a lot of different hats, which I like, you know, <laughs> some of the work I do is mundane, but some of it's a lot of fun, a lot of the PR, a lot of the odds making and working with the guys that are moving the odds, figuring out who the public's on, who's the sharps on, et cetera. Sounds like a interesting job. So I see on your Twitter, you say first time crypto depositors use code crypto hundred for hundred percent bonus as a current crypto investor who's currently afraid to check the value of it could you let me know what that exchange rate is to dollars at the moment oh my god well i'm afraid too i mean not now you know i haven't looked at it in a week you're gonna make me do the dirty work when i checked last night it was like 8200 8300 so uh it's gone down a bit but i'm a believer in crypto so uh you know it's it's when i first got into it you know i was, I was panicking and every damn time the thing went down 10 bucks i was crying like a little baby now it's just like i don't even chat it's like yeah it's eight thousand so it, down it's a long it's a long-term investment it is you know that that's the thing if you're gonna you know there's two kind of people who use crypto in, in my world there's the guys who use it as an easy way to um fund their accounts awesome great you know get the money in and out easily um what they do with it from there who knows 
whether they just convert it to cash or just hold on it. And and then there's guys that, you know, just believe in it long term and, and, and hold on to it. And, and if you do that, it's, it's just like a, you know, when, when you're holding a, 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 a solid stock, you're going to have bad days, good days, as long as you believe in it in the long term. You know, you, you just check it four times a year or whatever. And, you know, I, I don't check it four times a year by any means. But but I've gotten to that point <laughs> where it's like, yeah, it went down 500, eh, whatever. I mean, it's in it for the long run. Screw it. Exactly. We're young. We've got high tolerance for risk. And that's that's why we're invested in crypto. And sports gambling as well so dave this week eight slate of nfl games tyler and i were talking before the pod i think it's a little bit more lackluster than weeks prior but curious to see from your end um what matchups are you guys seeing the most action on and from a public side and even a sharp side as much as you can speak to that yeah um not a lot of sharp action yet a little bit that comes you know later in the week um when they you know they the limits go up and uh you know Books off screen, especially off screen books that are off screen, their limits go up, and then people start firing more on sharp stuff. Uh, what did we see? We saw a little bit on the Packers minus four, Bears under forty, or is that over forty? Pats forty five, over forty five. Uh, Rams a little bit of minus thirteen. That's a sharp stuff again. That will start piling over the next few days. Public sides, um, a lot of public stuff so far. Uh, starting with the Rams minus 13, 87% of their early actions on the Rams. The Colts is a public play, and I can't blame them. 86% of the actions on Indy minus six. Green Bay um, minus four and a half, uh, 81% of the actions there. That's a big game, of course, again, at KC. And then Monday night, um, even though they're not awful. The public is pounded Miami plus fourteen and a half at a eighty-five percent. So I mean that that that's one of the ga- the games are just you know a lot of them you know a game like that I think they're just it's not more of a bet on Miami it's more of a fade on the uh, Steelers you know it's a, they've had a rough year on the third string quarterback who hasn't looked too bad I guess but uh, are they deserving of being a four fourteen and a half point favorite over anybody at this point I think that's the way the public is seeing that that it's it's not a bet for Miami, it's a bet against the Steelers. Definitely. People still believe in Fitzmagic. He covered last week in Buffalo, so maybe he could do it again in Pittsburgh. Out of, you know, it's week eight, so almost halfway there. Some of the trends so far, underdogs have been killing it against the spread. Road teams, out of those two trends so far, which one do you see maybe continuing throughout the season? Oh, wow. That, that, that's a tough one. Uh, you know, if I was going to pick the one, it would be the underdogs, I think. Um, but, you know, I have been doing this long enough to know that you know, the ebbs and flows, you know, that up, what goes up must come down and vice versa. So, you know, I wouldn't count on either trend to uh, keep going. You know, I, I'm still waiting for it to come back to, to normal. And maybe it won't. Um, I hopefully it doesn't because <laughs> it's good for the house, right? But uh, you know, it, I'm, I'm expecting by the end of the season, you know, it goes up, it goes up, down, up, down, up, down. You have a good weeks, your bad weeks, and everything in between. And the end of the season, all those trends kind of seem to even out. So we'll see. But if one's going to keep it up, I'd say the dogs. Yeah, I'm I'm curious, Dave. You mentioned it. it's been a good year so far for the house, and Tyler and I tend to lean a little bit too far towards the public from time to time, you can say. I'm curious on your end, on like a personal note. So do you gamble on sports, and how is it working for a sports book and kind of rooting against the public, right, in essence, since that's uh, more or less how you guys make, make the bulk of your money? Right. Yeah, well, I'm a little older now, so I don't bet as much as I used to, but I still get down. I still like my uh, the place bet. I just don't bet the volume I used to nor the, uh, I guess, the size of my units have, have <laughs> decreased a little bit, which happens with age, I guess, unfortunately. But, uh, but uh, you know, I, I still like to place a bet. You know, I pick my spots. I'm, I'm you know, I, I try to, uh, you know, I, and that's the thing. When you work in this industry, too, you know, there's always action on a game, even if you don't have action on a game, right? When you're working for the book and you're rooting for the book, so... I can watch the game tonight, and if I don't have a bet on it, I'm still have a rooting interest. I still have a, I still have that action 
when when it comes down to it, most people bet for the action. You know what I mean? I think most people realize that it's going to be tough to win money over the long haul. But, you know, people just love that action, just love, you know, cheering and have the money on the line. So I still get that rush out of it. Uh, But, yeah, no, I I definitely bet. Um, I pick my spots. I don't bet as much as I used to. I don't bet as many sports as I used to. I've had a lot of, you know, learning, learning, uh, a lot of learn stuff to learn over the years. And, uh, and, you know, I, I keep it pretty much NFL. I'll do some college hoops, um, a little bit of NBA once the playoffs come around fights. I like the fights. I used to, I used to bet a ton of the fights and I, I still do, but again, not as much as I used to. Yeah, I think this time of the year is perfect for sports better. You have so much action going on any day of the week. The NFL, NBA starting tonight, the World Series. Moving on to the World Series, the on Bet Online Nationals were plus one ninety coming in to the series. It was all the public action going on the Nationals. That type of value you typically wouldn't see in a World Series matchup. Uh yeah, no, we would you know it these Astros van that they're, they're they're juggernaut, but so it's not as much a, as you would think. Um, the action is pretty even, but from the from the, um, the series odds point of view, yeah, we we, we are the favorite. Um, we do need the Astros a bit, but that being said, you know that that's of course factored into the um, the MLB futures as well. So from the MLB future standpoint, we need the Nationals big time. So we're in the we're in the black on both teams for as far as the futures are concerned. Again, not factoring in the series odds, um, but our profit on the Nationals is four times bigger than the profit on the Astros. Oh wow! Okay, so yeah, definitely, definitely some real rooting interest there, and even so. So the NBA got started tonight. Tyler mentioned, and I saw you tweeted out earlier today uh, that Bet Online has liability on three teams to win the NBA title. Lakers at plus four fifty would be a big loss for you guys. Warriors at ten to one, a smaller loss, and Rockets at six to one, a pretty small loss. Curious to know. I mean, Lakers. Tyler and I are Lakers fans. Makes sense. The public is on them. Acquiring Anthony Davis, everything that comes with that. Um, but has there been kind of a surprise team that you guys have seen a lot of action on that um, that you weren't initially expecting? Um, not really. I mean, Jazz early. Um, that was a very popular bet. That's kind of subsided a little bit. Um, but yeah, there's. You know, there's so many good good teams, right? It's just so top heavy, but especially in the West, I mean, they're all getting action, um, without a doubt. So, and in the East, you know, it's it's a couple teams get action. I mean, Celtics are getting a lot of action too, um, which surprises me a little bit. But you know, book the size of ours, I mean, everybody gets action. Even the god awful teams get get a lot of bets. So. Um, <laughs> You know, as the season goes on, that that's when more and more action comes on one team or the other. But but the Lakers are without a doubt the most popular team to bet. I mean that that started from the get go when the Anthony Davis rumors started. I mean, and the free agency and all that stuff. And even when you know when uh, Leonard was rumored to go there, holy heck! And they were down. We got down to like <laughs> plus two hundred or plus two fifty. I mean, bets are coming in nonstop. So we kind of. We kind of, you know, because I, th- I think we think it back, we had him at plus 700 before Anthony Davis and bets started to come in. And then, then you know, Anthony Davis is in the plus 400 range and bets kept coming. And then when Leonard was the roamer, we were down to plus 200 or something. So we were really sweating that for a while when, when the Leonard rumors and we knew we had, you know, a few weeks earlier, we had him at plus 700 and we took a ton of action on him. Yeah, I I imagine the July, especially this July, given all the movement in the NBA, must be some of the crazier times at at a sports book to to work there. And especially with all the movement this offseason, I imagine, did you guys have to take lines down uh, from time to time, given the Kawhi movement, AD, Westbrook, all these different things? Yeah, I mean, that's definitely definitely a balancing act, you know, when when the, uh, you know, during a free agency especially with such big names and so many rumors that, 
you really have to be careful. I mean, you want to keep them up because that's when players bet them. That bet players love betting on rumors, and you know if they're talking about it on the, on the sports shows, ESPN, Fox Sports, whatever. You know they're talking about all those rumors. You know people are logging in in, in the bet online and seeing what the odds are, and they want to bet them, right? So, but there is a balancing act. You know, you, it's kind of a push pull. You know, I, like I said, I work more in the marketing side of things, so. I love that stuff. I want to, you know, I want to get this stuff out in the news, uh, you know, buzzworthy. Let's do it. Then I got, you know, I got the guys on the stage, the odds guys who are just looking at that red or black number. They're not, they're not really caring about if, if I can get the odds <laughs> on some big media outlet, you know, so it's, but, but one of our odds guys, Adam Burns, um, he, he's really big in the PR too. And, and he understands that. And uh, so we have good working relationships. So he does his best. But yeah, there are times when you just have to just let's just lock it right now. Let's lock it. And and uh, and too many the rumors are too strong right now. You know, you can always lock it. Let's let's do research. And especially these days, you know, with Twitter and everything, it's not like the old days, man. You know, with Twitter, I mean, betters are getting that kind of information as fast as we are, if not faster, because. You know the guys on the stage have are, are looking after so much stuff. We got so much odds up, everything's moving. You're getting hit by sharps, et cetera, et cetera. You don't have time for just one dude to be sitting there looking at uh, LeBron James rumors or Leonard rumors or something. You know what I mean? So where some, a bunch of betters are just watching ESPN, they're all they're talking about is Leonard, et cetera, et cetera. And they're ready to hit submit on a bet at plus 400 or plus 700 or whatever our guys on the stage are moving all these odds for all these other sports stuff that gets a lot more action so um you could, you could we could really get hit on that stuff if we, if we don't use some proper risk management yeah i think it's a great point to bring up the advent of social media with twitter instagram do you guys feel like you have to attach yourself to the screen now seeing if uh you know someone unfollowed a team on twitter on instagram and make those changes because the information is flowing so much quicker now yeah i mean we really don't watch that but if you know it's you know we use twitter as you know people are talking about that or whatever well we'll see it you know what i mean if that's a big topic oh my god lebron james did this and and we think it's uh, you know newsworthy to a prop or something, but we're not going to really check on our own who followed who on Instagram, and then you know what I mean. We'll just wait till those rumors surface, and we'll deal with it accordingly. Like I said, you know, we only got so many guys, so we can't be you know <laughs> <laughs> doing doing all that kind of stuff. So if we get hit a few times, we get hit. You know, it's part of the business. It's part of the especially these days. But uh, but yeah, we'll we'll just wait, let those rumors surface and. And again, we're taking action in too, so we'll usually we'll usually see it on the action first. You know, if every if we're starting to take a crap load of bets on you know player X going to team team Y, then we might close it then. Like, okay, what the hell's going on? You know, we just took ten bets in one minute out of nowhere. Close it. Check Twitter. Check the news cycle. Oh, okay, he's on a dang plane. Like a good example was a few years ago. And uh, Peyton Manning, like I guess it's probably 2011, I think, maybe 2011, when Peyton Manning was on, when I was on his free agency tour. And uh, I remember the Dolphins were the big favorite. Um, and he went down there, and then I think he went home or something. But and, and we had the Broncos as a long shot. And all of a sudden, ESPN showing him getting on a plane, like getting off in Denver or flying to Denver or something. And we had them at a long shot, so it doesn't take a whole hell of a lot of bets at a 20 to 1 to run up a big red figure. And uh, sure as hell, you know, we, we took, started taking a bunch of action just because he was getting on a damn plane. And But we saw it, we saw it first, all of these bets coming in, and we took a big red number, and then we closed it, and sure as hell, ESPN has, you know, picture him getting off a damn plane in Denver or whatever it was. <laughs> Yeah, I, I imagine, especially during the NBA offseason, there's so many rumors now about where like players will buy houses and search sure. for real estate. So it's even to another level now. I wanted to ask you a question. So about a year ago, uh, PASPA was repealed. 
betting is legal in, I believe, about 12, 13 states at this point. Don't quote me on that one. Um, across the U.S., I'm curious to know how that, if you guys have seen any impact on your business, whether increase, decrease, um, as gambling kind of becomes more widespread in the U.S. Yeah, I mean, business is good. I mean, you know, it, it's a, for a couple of reasons, I think. You know, I, I don't get into the legality stuff too much, but as, as far as business is good, I mean, people are talking about it. I mean, all these dang shows, you know, it was such a taboo subject for years, right? You couldn't, people couldn't mention it. And with ESPN wouldn't have the odds or Fox Sports, you know, then Fox Sports started a show. Now they all have dang shows. There's everywhere. So, Everybody's talking about gambling now. It's it's more it's not a taboo subject anymore. Um, you know, it, it's 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 more accepted, socially accepted. So I think you know people who are get, are getting into it for a couple reasons. A, it's it's more socially accepted. It's not some taboo subject anymore, which it never should have been. And uh, and and it's just everywhere. I mean, these odds are everywhere. It's on a dang ticker. It's you turn on any sports shows they're talking about making picks and everything. So, so yeah, business is great. There's just more people getting into it because it's, it's like, you know what? This isn't a bad thing because I want a little action on the game. You know, the Euros have been doing it for ages. You know, why why the hell can't we? It's it's not all about, you know, uh, shadiness and everything. So, you know, we're, we're here for those guys. Yeah, I totally agree. Even if you watch now ESPN, the Monday Night Countdown show last night, they're showing the spread on the Patriot Jack game. So it's definitely become more mainstream. I want to ask your Twitter feed. It is pretty uh, entertaining. You tweeted last night that, as most people know, the Jets-Patriots game, when probably as most people expected, the Patriots killed the Jets. And you tweeted, think I'm going to abort and skip the second half, folks. Netflix machine warming up, finished Mindhunter last night, taking our quest on new series to start. Were you able to uh, locate any new series you, you uh, want to start? Uh, I didn't start last night. I got sidetracked by uh, – uh, that's a long story. <laughs> I got sidetracked by the uh -oh. So, yeah, that, that, that put it kind of – I would have rather watched the damn Jets – score zero points and what I had to go through last night. So no, I didn't, but I, I got a couple circled there. Um, I'm not sure which, but there's some good suggestions on there. A lot of stuff, but you know, once all these seasons start, you know, you know, J June, July, August, I, I, I run through Netflix, man. I just binge watch the heck out of stuff. But now it's, it's like, Oh my God, it takes me a lot longer to, to watch stuff and everything. So, uh, but, but maybe tomorrow I'll, I'll start picking into something. We'll see. Do you need Before our advice? Yeah, give yeah. me something. Yeah, we're going to give you some. Well, I know you mentioned Netflix, but do you have HBO as well? I I don't where I live, and I used to, so I'm okay. really, uh, what we'll, were we going to say? We'll, we'll share what were we going to say? We'll, we'll share you uh, our account information if you need it to uh, help you out, get started on a good show. Yeah, we were going to say Secession on HBO. Was, I've was... heard that, that, that a lot of people suggested that. My friend suggested that. So what? Yeah, so I'm going to have to check that out. Are we, are we friends too now? Are you referring to us? Yeah, yeah, we're friends. Cool. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, other Netflix stuff. I don't know, Tyler, Big Mouth. Is that a good one you think for Dave? Big Mouth. It's a, uh, I'll give you a quick synopsis. Cartoon <laughs> show about teenagers going through puberty. Um, it's it's not it's I would say it's R-rated, very inappropriate, um, very funny watch. Other Netflix shows though, um, I mean El Camino, the Breaking Bad movie came out. If you're a Breaking how Bad that? fan, I would how, recommend. How, how, I like Breaking Bad. I liked it a lot. I, I didn't like it as much as many people. I don't think, but uh, I, you know, I'm definitely gonna watch it. I mean, how was that? Did it live up to the expectations of, as it should of a Breaking Bad sequel? I guess. <sighs> Yeah, it was it was okay. I think it gave closure on Jesse's character. They brought back some old characters from the TV series, so it was decent. It seemed like it was more of a money grab for the gotcha. people involved, but I'd, I'd recommend watching it if you uh, were watch. a Breaking Bad fan. Yeah, sure, I'll watch that. All right, awesome, Dave. Well, we will circle back offline with some HBO Go information so you can get started on Secession. But uh, thank you so much for coming on the pod. Where can our listeners find you on Twitter? Because I know Tyler and I are definitely big fans of following you, especially with all the sports picking up here in October. 
Sure. At Dave Mason, B-O-L. At Dave Mason, B-O-L. Come over and say hello. Just be nice to me, man. A couple guys have been picking on me lately, <laughs> so I had to block a couple guys a day, man. A bunch of bullies out there sometimes. So. All right. Let us, let, us, let us know if you need anything, Dave. We're, we're, we're here for you. Yeah, I might need some muscle on the Twitter front to take care of some of these bozos. Yeah, I, I saw... Yeah, I saw people who were coming after you after the uh, Justin Trudeau tweets getting into Wait, political that, that, Twitter that could dude, be a that, slide. That, dude, that dude's been busting my balls for about a month. He's just he's just a negatoid, you know. He's just a, he's just a he has zero followers. He has he, he, I can just picture what he looks like. Probably hasn't sniffed a woman in in freaking years. <laughs> so he takes it out on poor old Dave Mason Bol. So screw him. I I, I had enough of him. So beat it, dude. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Dave. We appreciate right. you coming on. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Take care.